your percentage is gauged against your revenue. So if we're a small company, right? And a small company, I would say, is defined less than 50 million in revenue a year. You would see a spend of around 6.9%. The Technology Plus Business Podcast, brought to you by Central Technology Solutions. Hold up, hold up. You think you can take on the five bodyguards? Absolutely. When you choose to let that server that would should be replaced anywhere between three to five years go to 10, you're not risking just yourself. I mean, you're risking the, the company and the 50 people that work for you and all of that, because if it dies, are you going to send them home? Welcome to the Technology Plus Business Podcast. Today, we are going to break down where the IT budget should land on your priority list if you're a business owner. And this is a pretty interesting topic. And we have AJ Owen here. He is our vice president of CTS. Hey, AJ. Hey, Sherry. How are you? You want me to be honest? Be honest, yes. I'm going to start off this podcast explaining that yesterday I experienced my first tech neck. What is tech neck? Tech neck is something that I think is still, you know, appropriate to talk about on the podcast because first off, we're talking about technology and business. And if you use technology in your business, I'm sure you're slightly hunched over, your neck is protruding away, away from your body, and you are trying to look at the uh, the words on the tiny, tiny screen and also understand and prioritize and rearrange and do all the things. So over time, your neck starts to weaken with certain muscles and it hurts. So when you try to realign, your neck is like spasming and there's pain. And I did not have fun yesterday. I'll be completely honest. And I'm still kind of struggling with it. Do you go to a massage therapist to fix that or a chiropractor? I used to go somewhere, but Mm -hmm. then they were like, well, we have to charge you more after your first visit. And I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's not fun. I don't want to do that. I'm going to be charged for less. (laughs) So maybe what we should talk about is including that in the budget. That would be great. Let's include that in the marketing budget. <laughs> but I just wanted to put that out there because I think, you know, we're in the IT industry. We, we yeah. work with technology and computers and our necks, everybody's necks is protruding away from their body. Yeah, I think it goes into too. I, I know you can't see, but I'm wearing uh, the blue light glasses. That's another big thing when working in the tech. And it makes us Your look smarter. Start hurt. It does. I think I look so much more distinguished with my glasses. <laughs> So, so that's what's happening um, in our personal life, I guess. And today we're going to talk about, like I said, the IT budget. And where do you want to start with this? Because I feel as though when we kind of enter the room and I say we really you enter the room talking about budgeting or just the, the money conversation when it comes to IT, it can get very sticky very fast. Yeah, you're right. And I think, you know, you get a lot of common questions people ask. I mean, I've walked into the room before and they're, the IT budget's non-existent. Uh, in today's world that we're living in, IT has definitely been put under the microscope. So more often than not, there is an IT budget. Um, but where does it fall on the priority list is a good question. And uh, typically I kind of ask questions to kind of gauge where it should fall on the priority list. So um, usually the generic question is, you know, how does your company use technology, right? So, you know, is it just simply to punch in and punch out or does it directly reflect in the profits of the company? Um, Because the reality is you're paying people, 
right? And maybe even software is doing something for you. And if that were to stop working and there's downtime, whether it's an hour or two days, it's going to affect your bottom line. Now, I've talked to CFOs before and they can ramble off the numbers exact to the penny, how much an hour of downtime would equate. So I think the question more so goes to how does your business use technology and how does it directly reflect in your revenue generation? And then from those answers stems where I feel it should fall um, on the priority list. So that's kind of how I gauge that, um, assuming they have a budget to begin with. So That's very true. Well, a budget in regards to IT. And I think that is slowly happening more yeah. and more, mm-hmm. um, especially with cyber attacks happening. And it's just a more talked about topic. Um, but I think it's interesting that you pointed out how CEOs especially end up knowing their downtime number, which is important to, to understand. I feel as though that's like, if you're a CEO, CFO, wherever, even a, a director or manager, and you know your numbers, Honestly, congratulations. Like that's oh, yeah. huge. There's power in, in, in knowing your numbers. There's just power in data. Yeah. I'm a data guy. I know you know that. And most people that know me know that. But I like data. Data gives me what I need to feel confident in making decisions. Mm-hmm. Without that data, a lot of times it's an emotional decision at that it point. Is. So yeah. I think it's very important to have all the information you need to make a good educated decision. So... But yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you're right about one thing with, with, again, back to what was happening in the world today. I feel like IT has always been, I'm not going to say looked down on, but just kind of been a necessary evil to some companies. And now I feel like we're like in the, we're, you know, on the podium, we're like in first place, yeah. you know, <laughs> everybody's like really looking at us and, and, and there's a big emphasis on security, which is what anyone in the IT industry has been telling people probably for the past 10, 12, 15, 20 years, hey, there's a real problem. Like You need to be aware of this. And everybody's like, yeah, no, not really. And now everyone's like, oh, my gosh. And I think it's because like IT is invisible. Besides your computer, you can't touch it. Mm -hmm. But the moment you get hacked, (laughs) you wish that you purchased from that IT group. No, you're right. I Yeah, that's 100%. It's, and so that does kind of go back to the IT budget because, of course, purchasing from an IT company or servicing or getting services from them, you got to go back to the budget. So let's kind of talk about what goes into the IT budget. Do you want to start there? Yeah, I think that's a good one because that's a big question. And, you know, this can get – if you were to sit down with a CFO, you know, I use the term buckets, right? So, like, companies prioritize what goes into what bucket accordingly. But to me – I would say, obviously, off the top, any compensation for an IT professional, right? So if you're going to in-house it, then, you know, what do you pay that person? Um, now, I think you need to include fringe benefits. I mean, the whole kit and caboodle. Inflation, um, you name inflation, it. Inflation, you know, if you plan on doing like cost of living raises, all of that. Um, you typically are going to have a large amount of software that's going to go into that. Um, and that can range. So that can be uh, like enterprise resource planning software, also known as ERP. Um, you can do RMM software, which would really be geared more towards your IT staff better supporting you. Um, that's remote monitoring and management. So basically it allows them to be anywhere, whether it's in their office, at home, at the beach, and remote into your PC and fix things. Um, and then you have uh, hardware, right? So you have networking equipment, client endpoints, such as desktops, laptops. 
um, servers, whether that be on premise or hosted. And then obviously you have project expenses, right? So like the cost of maybe it's replacing all your hardware or upgrading that software, because there's going to be a cost to that, whether it's you're employing your staff to work after hours or more hours or whether you hire a third party company to do that, you know, and I'm sure there's probably something I'm missing, but I think that's the good skeleton version of you're going to need all those things to be included in the budget. And I think also the IT budget as a whole brings like a peace of mind to everything. So peace of mind that you more than likely will not get hacked, will be more prevented from getting hacked. I don't want to say not because nothing's a hundred percent. Yeah. The world is crazy. Um, And also let's say, you know, you, you jump on your computer one day and it doesn't work. Outside of, of, of being hacked, you weren't hacked. Uh, your computer just does not work anymore. Your your screen is black. It's working. You can hear it, but your screen is black. Now, if you don't have somebody in IT, if you don't have an IT person or a company that you can call saying, hey, I need help, you have to go to Best Buy, figure out the right computer, figure out all the applications that you need. That's your time, money, and your your peace of mind is out the window or peace of, that's right, yeah, peace, of peace of mind. Peace of mind, yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's it's one of those one of those things that if you want to have anxiety, sure, <laughs> continue to have anxiety uh, about the what ifs. Or if you like to gamble and you want to go to Vegas, go to Vegas and gamble. But don't gamble on your company. Don't gamble in your IT. So you know the the servers, the projects, the the desktop, laptop, the the software. That's a lot. It is a lot, and you know the software. I feel like is ever growing. If you are a software company listening to this podcast, you'll probably chuckle. But I feel like it's always constant version changes that are increasing. You know, security typically security patches, or maybe it's just a release to allow a certain integration. Um, all that's deemed necessary. But I think the biggest thing I'd like to speak to is typically when I'm in front of a customer, they're like, oh, well, I'll buy this piece of equipment and I'll, you know, keep it until it dies. Kind of like, And I'm one of those people in my personal life when it comes to like a vehicle. Right. So I'll buy that vehicle and then I'll drive it until it just costs me more to keep than to, you know, fix. So, yeah, I think you're (laughs) the same way. So, I mean, I get it. However, at the end of the day. It's I'm, I'm there's no real huge risk to me. Right. I can always go buy another car when this one dies. But when you choose to let that server that would should be replaced anywhere between three to five years go to 10, you're not risking just yourself. I mean, you're risking the, the company and the 50 people that work for you and all of that, because if it dies, are you going to send them home? What are you going to do? And, and in the interim, are you going to pay them? Are you not like all this stuff kind of is things that. CEOs, CFOs, you know, people like that need to be thinking about. And again, I understand it, but it's just not something that you can do in today's world, especially as Microsoft has gotten involved. And if anyone in the tech industry's paid much attention, probably in the past five years, Microsoft, I feel like consistently is upgrading their software and sunsetting their old operating systems, which is forcing customers to either upgrade or upgrade their devices or their software. You know, you said something that made me realize why we push things until it dies. And this is going to be very, uh, I don't want to say morbid because I don't want to use that term to describe what I'm about to say. But here's an example. I went to 
the vet the other day with my dog and well not with my dog really to pick up some medicine and on my way there I realized I typically don't pick up like next guard watch or not watch guard, uh, uh next guard or or heart Heartworm. guard yeah. yeah medicine for any other of my dogs in the past and i'm like why am i doing this for this thing this this is a to be honest it's a golden doodle so like if you know the market for golden doodles expensive <laughs> so i'm not thinking from the perspective of this cost me money i want to make sure he does not die but it was like a Yes, it cost me money and I care for him. But you know what made me actually want to pick up the medicine? The fact that I trusted the vet so Hmm. much. And I think that's huge, especially going into IT. There are so many software software companies, program companies, IT companies, and they're saying, choose us, choose us. But it's like, I don't know who to trust. And I think that is huge when it goes into the budget. Like, do I trust you? Are you worth it? I understand we can do X, Y, and Z, but like, why, why, why you, you know? Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, I I would say the relationship I have with my mechanic is similar. When he tells me to do something, I just kind of blindly do it because I trust him. Uh, and, And that goes, yes, you're correct. Whether it be an employee or, you know, an outsourced IT company, you know, the good thing is I feel like speaking on behalf of Central Technology Solutions, I feel like the relationship we have with our customers is very much that. Okay. I mean, I've had customers just kind of stare at me and say, look, what do you think is the best solution? Just do it. Like, you know, I trust you. And I think that goes a long way because I agree. I mean, it comes down to just blind trust. And if you have that with someone, you're not going to question them and you're going to probably get a better result overall. But again, you have to do some vetting out. I mean, you've got to vet. And sometimes, unfortunately, you you bet and you lose and you learn and you go back to it a little differently the second go around. But yeah, I would 100% agree with you on that. I think it's very important to listen to someone that does it for a living because I don't go to a doctor and say, hey, I know you said I had this, but I think it's this. I don't, you Because I saw it on Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> WebMD told me otherwise. So. WebMD told me I was going to die tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, yes, I agree a hundred percent, but some people can't get out of their own way in that respect. So, yeah. okay, let's go back to the IT budget. So we, we broke down what goes into the IT budget. And once you kind of have a realization of, okay, it's more than just a computer. It's more than just something that's invisible and cybersecurity that is supposed to protect you. Uh, I hope it would protect me. And if it's going to be like 80% protection, I'm just putting numbers out there. It's a peace of mind behind what goes into the IT budget. Now, let's go into the next part of that. What other peace of mind is it with the hardware aspect? We already talked about, you know, some of the cybersecurity, some of the software. What about the hardware so I think with the hardware, going back to there is a life cycle, just like everything, you know, there's eventually going to get to a point where it's going to fail because it will fail. And what do you do in that meantime? So you either try to buy something and then limp it along and, you know, as far as and long as you can and run the risk of it failing. And then how does it impact business? Or you put it on a, what we would define as um, a hardware roadmap. So like a life cycle of planning on replacing them every three to five years. Um, Recently, the industry in a whole um, has turned to what we call here at CTS, because we do it as well, hardware as a service. Um, And basically what that entails is 
a lot of times people use the term lease. It's it's not a lease um, because at the end of the three years, you don't own it. Basically, you would reach out to uh, someone like us and basically say, hey, you know, like I have I'm, I'm starting a business. I need 10 laptops, a server, 10 phones and, you know, 10 iPads. OK, cool. So you can either write a check for that. Right. But then you pay for it up front. It's very much a CapEx to the business. And then, you know, you would pay a company like ours to support that, you know, a la carte. So as you call, we bill and that's just how that flows. And then you're going to be replacing, you know, in three years from now. So another big CapEx spin. And if anyone in the industry knows technology, what you buy today is antiquated tomorrow. So that that part of it, too, has driven this whole hardware as a service solution. Um, But what you get with that is instead of writing a check and owning a CapEx and then paying what you don't know, nor would we know how much we have to touch it to support it over those three years, we can just provide it to you at a per month cost. So like you could say, hey, I need a laptop and we'd say, okay, perfect. We could provide you that laptop for X amount a month and then that would provide the hardware. It would provide the support. So the, the techs that we employ here to support that unlimitedly, right, as long as you own it. And then if it were to fail, right, if the hard drive were to fail, you don't have to pay for the hard drive replacement. It's our equipment. We own it. So we're going to go out and either replace it, the hard drive, or just replace the unit in its entirety. And typically what we would do in a situation like that is we would just replace the whole unit just because it keeps you functioning and keeping your business moving forward where you make the money. So hardware as a service has been a huge, huge, huge thing. I know for us, but I've seen it more and more in the industry as, as I'm seeing things develop and things change because a lot, everything's going to as a service or subscription model, if you want to call it that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what that does for you in the budgeting aspect is it becomes an operational um, part of your budget in lieu of a capital expenditure. So, you know, in my opinion, it makes the budget more um, static. So what you see is going to be for the most part similar each year to year to year, because otherwise you're going to see a very large number year one, year two and three, a lesser number. And then back on year four, another large number because you're writing checks to buy servers, network equipment, whatever. So hardware as a service is, is really cool. I like it. It helps you from a tax advantage too, from a business because it lowers your overall taxable income because it's an operational spend. But that's been huge. I, I don't know that I've had anyone turn it down. I was about to say, I (laughs) can I have that in my personal life with every piece of equipment and really technology? Because think about it, we're we're I've been really diving into like the web versions that we have been experiencing and how we're currently in web 2.0. And that is like user user generated and user specific content and services. So you that includes your streaming, that includes like your software and program, how everything is customizable. And as we enter into Web 3.0, that is mainly talking about like the blockchain, getting more into the economics. So if you have, let's say, a piece of, of hardware to access um, your your banking and your blockchain, let's say we're in the future now, and it dies or it it's out of date, oh my gosh, you won't have access to the world. Like even now, if my computer dies or my phone dies, I feel distant from everybody (laughs) and that's just today think about in the future when we have to start uh diving into into the the economics of it and that's the only way that we can we're going to be functioning 
as a business from personal life and as a business, like I said, and you don't have the the piece of the puzzle to connect you to everything. I don't know. I just feel as though I want, I don't want to, I don't want to think about it anymore. I want somebody else to take, to take care of it. It as in the computer, the hardware. So then if something does happen, I don't have to worry about it. I can rely on the experts to worry about it. No, I would agree. I mean, I'll even take it a step further. Yesterday, um, I was cutting my grass. I did not want to cut the grass. It was like 90 some degree weather. Um, and then my three-year-old wanted to ride the lawnmower with me and she's a little wiggle worm. So it was difficult. And, I, you know, so going to your point, it would be, I'd rather just, it would be nice to pay someone. Or have one of the, like a, a iRobot for your lawn. <laughs> yeah, Come something on. like that. As long as I don't have to cut it, it's my goal. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the reality. I Talking about technology, back to that. I mean, my cell phone, I the only number that I know off the top of my head is my wife's. That's it. If you if you took my cell phone right now, you would pretty much cripple me. Yes. I mean, so at the end of the day, making sure I have a functioning phone, functioning internet service is detrimental to not only my personal life, but also my business life. But, you know, a lot of people take it further and you talk about just you don't want to have to think about it. That's nice. I mean, if you're like me and I feel that you are, you know, when you have like a list of like to do's, you feel like you can't relax or rest until that list is done, whether that's cutting grass, changing your oil, doing the dishes, whatever it may be. You know, it's just it's nice to take that out of your box. And if a robot can do it and you don't have to service the robot because none of us know how to service technology or unless you're in IT. That helps. Yeah. And if I can pay a monthly subscription, mm-hmm. get this. If I, if <laughs> let's back up. If you can pay someone once a month to clean your house, would you? And I'm sure probably some of the audience members saying, well, yeah, that, that's what I have. I, I have somebody come in to clean the house so I can spend more time with family. Same aspect with your technology. Just like having somebody come in to clean your house, this hardware as a service uh, perspective is similar. It's somebody coming in, maintaining your equipment so you're up to date, so you're in the know, so you can continue to do your job, to do what you love as well, and, and spend time with your family mm-hmm. while everything's taken care of on the back end. That's something that you don't want to have to worry about. Yeah, and you know, diving back towards the, the IT budget and the benefits of hardware as a service, or just keeping your equipment new and up to date as you should be doing, the I'm going to use a word. Everyone's going to be, they're going to know it's universal efficiency. So, I mean, running on a 10 year old desktop that takes, you know, 10 minutes to absorb the click to the next screen costs you money. And so the question then becomes, are you saving or losing money trying to limp along? Because if your staff can't effectively and efficiently work, then you're losing either way. So staying on the up-to-date, as you should, software, hardware, your staff or you are going to be able to perform your job more effectively and efficiently, which in return is going to increase your bottom line. And plus your staff is going to feel fancy. Morale is a thing, man. I'm telling you, when you hand someone the new shiny toy, like they are hype. And I do believe morale is a big, big play on that. Yeah. 
So we just talked a lot about hardware as a service and then also what goes into the IT budget. But now let's kind of back up and say, okay, we understand what goes in the in the IT budget. We understand like the benefits of it, but what's the typical spend of an IT budget? And like, how is that reflected with the company revenue? Um, so I think it kind of goes back to, obviously, you're going to see a, a higher percentage spend in the IT budget based on the first part of this conversation, which is how does technology affect your business, right? If you're technology heavy, meaning like you rely on technology to ensure revenue generation, then I would say your percentages could be higher. But on average, what you're seeing in the industry is they kind of, your percentage is gauged against your revenue. So for a small company, right? And a small company I would say is defined less than 50 million in revenue a year you would see a spend of around 6.9%. Um, and then it just, it, the percentage goes down as the revenue goes up. So like your mid-sized companies, 50 million to 2 billion, you'll see that at around 4.1%. Um, and then your larger companies, which is gonna be over the 2 billion, you'll see 3.2%. Now again, these percentages are, are average percentages across the industry, but you, again, they could be changed based off how your company utilizes technology. And also, <laughs> let's clarify that if you're a larger business, it doesn't mean you spend less. Correct. Because it's based off of the revenue. Correct. So yeah, $2 billion at 3% is going to be more than $50 million at 6.9%. Yeah. So yeah, you're 100% right. And if you listen back to some of our previous podcasts, we had Ben Jones come on who broke down um, what should you absolutely include in an IT tool stack? Like what type of services? And it gets more in depth the larger that you become. That doesn't mean if you are a small business, you should just have like one malware protection. No, we we kind of break it all down for you. So no worries there. If you want to know more, go check on that podcast. Um, but as, as you get bigger, you definitely have to invest because you have more people. Mm-hmm. You have more, more of a risk. More sophistication. Yeah. You're probably a bigger entity, maybe even multiple sites. Probably you're traveling often. So what do you do when you're remote? Um, it can even quantify into your technology needs to be more robust, meaning it needs to be more corporate level, which would make sense, or enterprise level would be a better term. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 100%. Like, as you grow as a business, your budget obviously needs to grow with you. Um but as far as to your point, I don't think uh, a 10 user company versus a uh, 100 user company, they should have the same tool stack because the threats are going to come at them in the same manner. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, typically the smaller businesses are, are more targeted because they feel the, the bad actors feel as if, OK, it's a 10 user firm, like there's no way they've really put the money behind it so they're low-hanging fruit yeah whereas if you look at like a fortune 500 company with the 3.2 percent of over 2 billion you know you gotta that that's that's a lot of money they're backing in the it budget but i mean like think of it like this if you were to be a burglar would you rather go to a, a, a random neighborhood and that has no fence no security or would you rather go to I don't know, a rich person's neighborhood where there's like five bodyguards. Well, I think it boils down to the risk versus the reward, you know. That's true. If I go. Hold up, hold up. You think you can take on the five bodyguards? 
Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Um, but I mean, I think that's what it boils down to. But but either way, I mean, back in, back to the budget portion. I mean, these are all averages across the industry. Yeah. And it's all going to be changing based upon how you use technology. But I think the biggest takeaway that I want people to realize is it is important to budget for IT first and foremost and being realistic, not trying to keep that server alive for 10 years because... A, it's going to cost you more to maintain, you know, as the years progress and your staff's going to suffer from an efficiency standpoint. So overall, it's just going to be a, a bad situation for everyone. So plan to replace it or better yet, move to a hardware as a service and let it not be your problem anymore. Just pay that monthly cost and make it your IT vendor's problem. Pretty much. And that's what it boils down to. I mean, it, it becomes your problem no more. So that concludes our topic for today, the IT budget and where it should land on your priority list. If you enjoyed this podcast, let us know. Um, feel free to share it with your friends, family, or colleague. Um, also, you know, uh, let us know on social media on what you think and if there's any other topics you want us to talk about. But thank you, AJ. Now I know more about the IT budget and where it should land. And I also know that you can probably take on five bodyguards. That's right. And I'm sorry about your tech nag. Oh, it's fine. We'll have to get you a massage scheduled soon. I already looked into it yesterday. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll talk to you on the next podcast. Bye.